Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the cheese heads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein, breaking down week five. Somehow we have already made it to week five of the NFL season. It is going by way too quickly. Um, but this week, the Packers travel to Las Vegas to play the one and three Raiders on Monday Night Football. So one extra day of rest and prep after a long week after a Thursday mm-hmm. night game. So Perry, how you doing? I'm good. Um, it feels like it's been a while since the Lions game. I hope everyone's just like forgotten about it. Um, <laughs> I also appreciate that that pack, the Packers didn't even have the worst loss of the weekend. <laughs> like other teams yeah. got one out worse. And now they got a mini buy, which this team desperately needed. And I think we'll still go through the injury report because it's still quite long. Um, but I hope that they're feeling rested and ready to go kick some butt. They probably, this is like a, this is a, the perfect get right game for this team. It is. And we'll talk about all of the reasons why, but you mentioned it, the injury report, some good news, some not so good news. Um, And again, caveat here is that the Packers have one extra day. So we'll see if that makes a difference for anyone. Jair back practicing in a limited capacity, which is very exciting. Devondre Campbell still not practicing, likely out for the game. Rudy Ford, a new injury, an oblique injury. He's a did not participate in practice as of Thursday. Elton Jenkins back in a limited capacity, which is very exciting. Aaron Jones, of course, limited. Luke Musgrave cleared concussion protocol, so he is back at practice. Beat up offensive line, John Runyon did not <laughs> practice limited. Eric Stokes back practicing. Very exciting, finally. That's the first time that I've seen him on this report, which is a good thing because it yeah. means he's off up. Yep, so he's got his three-week window now um, back in action, hopefully very soon. And then Christian Watson limited as well, but should be all good to go to play on Monday. Yeah, and it sounds like Zach Tom will be fine. Um, So getting Elton back and a fully healthy Zach Tom should hopefully be a nice remedy for this offensive line because they need it Assuming that you don't lose John Runyon Jr. then because – you might just be like swapping Royce Newman onto the other side of the line. Yeah. But I still feel a hell of a lot better without him back regardless. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's flip it then look at the Raiders shorter injury report, but some pretty significant names on here. Of course, Jimmy Garoppolo, the big one still in concussion protocol could be Aiden O'Connell. Their uh, rookie draft pick starting or making his second start. Devontae Adams, of course, the biggest name on here. He did not practice on Thursday with the shoulder injury. So really unclear. You know, he he said he toughed it out and played through last week and it was miserable and it hurt really bad. So I don't know do if he'll do the same thing on Monday. Injury he has? I don't know. I would be that dude is so is is tough. Like if he's not playing, he must really be hurt. Like I I 
I think as Packer fans, we've all seen him battle through some some stuff. But it would be a real, real, real big bummer to not have him play. Because this is the first time the two teams are meeting since he left. Yeah, and we'll talk about it. But he basically is their offense at this point. No, so he, that would he just be- literally is their offense. Yeah. Um, and then should play, but Max Crosby, the other significant name on here with a knee injury, he's been limited in practice. So, again, yeah. we'll see. But those are probably the three big ones right now for the Raiders. So why don't we go ahead then and kick things off talking about the Packers offense and what they need to do to be successful about this Raiders defense that is not great. Not great. Definitely not great. Um, I mean, look, you need two things in this game. You need a pass rush plan for Max Crosby and you need a balanced offense. I think and we talked about it just now with offensive line. I think with Elton back with a healthy Zach Tom, you know, you obviously are going to have Rashid and Josh Myers in their respective positions, even if right guard is kind of a question mark. I think all you need to do, you can still like mitigate Max Crosby to your the best of your abilities because they don't have anybody else, right? Chandler Jones just got cut or released rather. Same difference, really. And that was that was like your one-two punch, you know, on, on the pass rush standpoint. And then the rest of them, they shouldn't strike fear into your heart. So if you can do that, I mean, I think there's – they don't have a very good secondary, right? You can target. You can throw the ball. But you still need to have a balanced offense. And, again, I think, like we said at the top of the show, this is such, such, such a good get-right game for this run offense. It's a great get-right game for the run defense, too. We'll get to that. Um, but, like – if you cannot run the ball against this Raiders defense, then you can't run the ball, right? Like this is not a good Raiders defense. You said it. Um, and Max Crosby is your best, their best weapon. And he's a pass rusher, right? So you want Jordan Love to stay upright. You want, it's just, it's going to be good for all levels. And I think Matt LaFleur can probably run anything he wants against this defense. Um, you know, so I'm just looking for balance, um, some better yards on the ground and for Jordan Love to just like play a clean game. Yeah. And I mean, this defense is not performing well. You already said it through four games. They have one turnover. That's all their defense has forced four games. It's one interception by safety Trayvon Merrig. Um, just not getting a lot of passes uh, deflected. Just not. I mean, Max Crosby's the guy. We talked about yeah. it, right? He's got four sacks. You obviously need to know where he is. Rashid Walker is going to have his hands full, but he did last week against Aiden Hutchinson. Like, it's not going to get easier. You're no. projected to be a starting left tackle in the NFL. Like, this is where you cut your teeth, and this is unfortunately a really tough stretch yeah. to do it. But Yeah. I actually think if the interior can hold up a little bit better, that helps your tackles, right? Absolutely, because like, yeah. if the interior isn't pushing Jordan Love back, like, literally 10 yards, then Rashid can <laughs> Rashid can set an edge and keep Love in the pocket, and, and, and it'll be okay. That's what I – like, you need a plan for a Max Crosby. That's a guy that you, like, as a defensive coordinator, that's who you plan around. But the good news is, unlike the Lions, who have players at all different levels on the defense, right, you – don't really have to plan for too much more on this defense. Yeah. So you talked about it a little bit, but obviously the, the Packers need to get a run game going. It's just been atrocious, abysmal. We still haven't necessarily figured out any rhyme or reason as to why Aaron Jones 
wasn't touching the ball as frequently as he should be against the Lions. He was on a pitch count. But in um, the third quarter is when he gets his first touch. So like I've thought about this a lot, actually. Okay. And here's my thought process. So you go into that game, you get – look, I'm not advocating for for Aaron, Aaron Jones not getting the ball. Okay, I'm not, I'm not advocating for this. I want him to get the ball all the time. But you basically had three three and outs, so nine plays – before it was already 24 to three, right? In the Lions game. So all of a sudden you you call nine plays. None of them were runs. One of one, one of them, one of them should have been. But you're already down 24 to three. So you already know that you are playing catch up and you have to throw the ball, right? In that scenario. You don't get to use the run game. You don't get to be balanced. And then all of a sudden you're getting blown out and your guy is hurt and he's already on a pitch count. So at that point, it's like what actually is even the point in playing Aaron Jones? Right. You might as well not aggravate. I'm not sure that this is like the thought process, but in my head, I'm like, why aggravate the hamstring? He was already not going to play a ton of snaps. Like, what's the difference here? Right. I get it. I'm not saying it was right, but just like thinking it through. I'm like, well, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, like you can rationalize the decision, but I think we talked about it after the Lions game, too. Then the problems is the offense became so one-dimensional Oh, 100%. the Lions didn't have to worry about the run. And at oh, least if yeah. Aaron Jones is on the field, you have to account for the run. I agree with and- you. Even here, here's, that's a good point. Because even if you're like, all right, we're down bad, but we, and like, we have to throw the ball, but at least to add another layer to this, maybe it just put Aaron Jones out as a decoy, right? He doesn't right, need to get the ball. He's a threat in the receiving game. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need to get below. I mean, he got blown up in like his second touch, right? Like we don't need to do that. Um, but at least ha- you're right. Have him out there as a way to like test the defense because they do have to respect it when he's on the field. But it sounds like he's full go in this game. He's not even on the injury report anymore. Yeah. And then you've got Jordan Love obviously had his, I don't know. It's kind of hard to call it his worst performance. He threw two picks. It was the first two pick game of his short career. The first time all season, the Packers offense has given up two turnovers but, you know, we talked about in the Lions recap, one of those was not necessarily his fault. That was kind of a, you know, being on the a different page with your receiver. So I think, honestly, as long as he's able to protect the football, like we said, if he has a cleaner pocket to work from, which he very much should against this Ravens, uh, Ravens, geez, this Raiders front. I don't want to say that this should be an easy game for the Packers because nothing in the NFL ever comes easy. But if this doesn't ignite your offense, there's a problem with the offense because your players are all healthy. We're going to see more Christian Watson. He shouldn't be on a snap count either. You're getting Luke Musgrave back from the concussion protocol. He's full go. It's everything you want. Like this is a very good matchup basically at every level for this Packers offense. I agree. Um, I think this is being a game where Jordan Love's going to get to do. I don't want to say whatever he wants to do, but it shouldn't be where he has all this pressure in his face and he has to make quick decisions. They're having to call different things to so that we can get the ball out quickly. Like it's not going to be that game. Um, and again, I want to give the lions their flowers. Like we did it right. Like they're just, I think a very good football team and they're showing mm-hmm. that, but this is a one in three Raiders team for a reason. Um, and they've lost to like not great teams either. So um I think this is the Broncos by one point, like, yeah, right. Exactly. So (laughs) I think this is a game that is again, like last week was a bit of a litmus test. Like this should be a game that shows you in the locker room and the league that 
we are a good football team because we beat we beat bad teams, which is what good football teams should do is beat bad teams. Um, and I think they need this game, right? Get the win, go into the bye above 500, get even more healthy and just get your shit together. Um, I watched a decent amount of film breakdown of Jordan Love after the Lions game, just because I was honestly genuinely curious about was it a holistic offense problem? Was it an offensive line problem? Was Jordan the pro? Like, it, it, there's there were a lot of questions after that game. And again, I'm not a film person, so I I turned to the experts, um, and it kind of felt like it was everything, but it actually was a lot less Jordan than I yep. initially thought, at least in the first half. He did. I think the most interesting thing, and I'm going to credit JT O'Sullivan because it was his film breakdown that really like showed me this. But I found it very interesting. Like, he turned down some easy completions. Likely because, look, he has what? This is going to be his fifth start under his belt. Sixth start, if you include the Chiefs game. The game's probably still fast for him. It has not slowed down yet. And I think that's probably, and the the Lions game was even fast, like, for anybody. The Lions were just playing really fast, aggressive, athletic football. And I think, to me, it seemed like the game hadn't slowed down in that moment. And he was just missing some easy checkdowns. And I don't think that that's going to be something that he does again. I think this, like that was like a lot of good teaching tape and you just take the completions where they come. Don't wait for the bigger play. Now we saw too, he can complete the big plays, which is great. Like the deep ball was just something that hadn't really clicked yet. So good. Um, and he settled in, you could tell he settled in in the second half, just like a little bit too late. Um, to win, but I think, like I said, it's just it's a good get right, like take what the defense is giving you kind of game because the Raiders defense should give him some pretty easy completions. And especially if Matt LaFleur goes back to some of his like Matt LaFleur fundamentals, you know, he's gonna scheme guys open in this game and and it shouldn't be so the offense shouldn't look so hard. <laughs> And I think, you know, we talked about the Lions game being the first time we'll see a lot of these players together on offense. But again, pitch counts, really banged up O-line. Like, it was not the complete offense. This is probably the best look we'll see, unfortunately, obviously, without David Bakhtiari for likely the season. You're hoping Elton Jenkins is back. If he's not, should be after the bye. But even with the banged up O-line, this is the first time you'll have, like, a really good look at your offensive core with Christian Watson healthy, with Aaron Jones healthy, like assuming things don't go sideways, which they shouldn't, this is a really good glimpse at what your offense can be at full strength for the, for the first time all season. And I think that's exciting too, because I think there's probably a Mm -hmm. little bit of like Aaron Rodgers in Jordan where he's like, Hey, we're down 21 points. I have to ignore the check down and go for the big play. And that's, admirable from a young quarterback who has seemingly put the team on his back in multiple moments in multiple games already. But with this Raiders defense, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to just run, like you said, the Matt LaFleur bread and butter offense. And now that he's got every player at his disposal, that's going to be really cool to see how they look together. Yeah. What I'd really love to see in this game is just the offense moving the chains. Yes. Steady drives, you know, first downs, good, good third down conversions, but like, let's get some first downs on the early downs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like steady, balanced offense, long offensive drives, right? Like that, that is something I don't like, 
we've seen some really good moments from this offense and they have driven the length of the field. I mean, they won the saints game, right? Because of like, a, I think it was an 80 yard drive, but not as often and not as rhythmically and not as consistently. And I think this is just such a good game to be able to do that. Absolutely. Let's flip it then and talk about the defensive side of the ball because just like the Packers are having trouble running the ball, the Raiders also have not had a 100-yard rushing game yet this season. Josh Jacobs, the only workhorse in the backfield, the only one getting touches, 62 attempts for only 169 yards, something like that. He's averaging like 2.9 yards a carry. Yeah, it is just that's really bad run game. That's And that's a superstar who's like, trying to get paid (laughs) yeah he and he's I think he's like third second or third on their team in reception so he's he's making a dent in the receiving game as well but just that run game just not getting going Jimmy Garoppolo second on the team in rushing yards and I think he has like 19 so just really really not a backfield by committee it's only Josh Jacobs and he is just getting stymied okay like I said I, I think I said this before we started recording but like If the Packers' run defense cannot get right against the 28th running offense in the league, like, blow it up. Just just, just tear it down and rebuild it. Because, yeah, I mean, look, I actually credit Josh Jacobs. I think he's a phenomenal player. And like you said, I mean, he's part of the passing game. He's a threat out of the backfield. But, like if you take the name out of it and you're like, okay, the running back for this team that the Packers are going to play is averaging 2.9 yards a carry. I do not want to see five, six, seven yard runs on first down. I do not want to see broken tackle. Like this is a game where I hope the Packers defense, especially that front goes in with their hair on fire and like gets off blocks and, closes gaps and does not do what we've been seeing because if you can't stop the run against this team, I mean, you said it earlier, it is not getting easier. It is only going to get more difficult. And like, there has to be a line somewhere, Um, especially because, I mean, we don't know who's going to be playing for, for them, for the, in the quarterback position, like if you got an Aiden O'Connell in there, they're gonna lean. They're gonna have. They're gonna try at least, I think, to lean on the run, because like the last thing you want to do if you're Josh McDaniels is have to put the ball in your hands of Aiden McConnell. Yeah, and I mean this this Raiders offense is just generous with the football. Three turnovers in their last three games, all losses, obviously. Jimmy Garoppolo through three games, six picks already. Aiden O'Connell, unfortunately, his first start. One pick, no touchdowns. I think he threw for like 230 yards. Just this is exactly the offense that you we yes. talked about it. This is a Raiders defense that you get right against on offense. This is a Raiders offense that you have to get right against on defense. And obviously the caveat here is Devontae Adams. He's going to get his 100 yards probably, whoever is lining up against him if he's playing. Like he is a Hall of Famer. He's an all pro. He's Devontae Adams. We've seen him do that repeatedly in green and gold so it he's still doing it in black and silver but if you mitigate him even like nominally yeah the rest of the offense or the rest of yeah the rest of the Raiders offense is it's you know, non-existent yeah I have a lot of comments about the Devonte Adams thing one is I really hope he plays not because 
from a, I mean, obviously from a Packers defensive standpoint, if he doesn't play, that's better, but I don't want that. I want Devontae to play. Like they haven't played against each other and I've been waiting with my popcorn ready. It's popped. It's sitting fresh, hot, ready for the Jair versus Devontae Adams showdown. Okay. I've been waiting for this since the schedule came out, right? This is, these are two players went up against each other all, all off season when they were both on the same team, all practice, all years, they have never gone up against each other in a game. That is high quality football matchup that I will not miss. And I know, I know they're both waiting for it because they both mentioned each other in the press conferences this week. Okay. It's also a really good test for this defense. Like the, the, this team, this Packers team is they better walk out of Vegas with win. Let's just put that out there. They, they have to beat this team or else they're not the team. I think that we think that they are. Um, and I don't say that, like, let me just back up for a second. We've said wins and losses this season. Don't matter. Don't matter. No, this is, this is a game you need to win. Like th- this is a game you need to win. But if you can control Devontae, you're not going to stop him. You said it. He's going to get his yards. Like if he comes out of this game within a hundred yards, you're like, okay, that's just Devontae Adams. But if you can control Devontae, if you can, can somehow bracket him or stymie him in a way and then handle the rest of this offense, you're going to win this game. Devontae Adams has produced with every quarterback under the sun from Aiden O'Connell and Brett Hundley. You stole words out of my mouth. (laughs) Brett Hundley to the Aaron, to Jimmy G to Aaron Rodgers. Like this man produces with anyone. He is one of one, but it's going to be really good for this defense to go up against a guy who is that talented and who knows you. Devontae Adams knows this defense's weaknesses in and out. He has been in that locker room and the guys haven't changed all that much, at least not the secondary. So I think it's just a really, 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 really important test for them. That being said, you mentioned Aiden O'Connell and I do want to talk about a game that they just lost against the Chargers where poor man got sacked six times by Cleo Mack, who yeah. if Packers fans are listening, remember Cleo Mack did like nothing when he was on the bears. He had like six sacks in like a season. He just had six sacks in one game. So we're talking about, this is a get right game. This is a pass rush. Get right game. Rashawn Gary will hopefully be on less of a snap count too. He's going to play more. I want all these guys getting after this quarterback. This is a not good Raiders offensive line. You should be rattling this rookie quarterback to his core. Even Jimmy G. Like, Jimmy G is not that hard to take down. It's just get after it. Because, again, if you get after it, if you are the the better side (laughs) and you're winning the line of scrimmage, which we didn't see against the Lions, then you also don't get Devontae Adams the ball. And then everybody wins. That's what Malafleur said after the Lions game. You know, he's like, we got whooped on both sides of the line. And if you control the line, you control the game. We obviously saw that against Detroit. And the Packers have the better line on both sides of the ball. This is a game that they need to dominate. And I like your point about Devontae because we talk about, like, this season is just a measuring stick. Like, you're trying to assess your quarterback. You're trying to assess your offense. You're trying to assess your defense and the pieces that you have because they're expensive. And your coordinator, like, wins and losses aren't that important. How you assess this team is important. But you don't want this team to make the playoffs with a bunch of layups and then go up there and get their, their shit rocked by like really good football teams. Like 
you're playing the Broncos after the bye. This is a very winnable stretch of games. It's the Broncos, then the Vikings at home, and then the Rams at home. There's just a stretch to go 4-0. and And I'm not saying, like, it's obviously their tougher stretches are coming. They've got Detroit on Thanksgiving. They've got the Chiefs back-to-back. Like, it gets hard, but you need to set yourself up and build confidence yes. and get acclimated into this offense for those games. Because if you start skidding now, it's going to be a long season and it's really hard to assess your players when morale is down and they don't trust each other. And you just don't want them I to I don't think morale is going to get down if they lose, but I agree with you. And young teams need to learn how to win. Yeah. Right. Like you, one thing that Aaron Rodgers always brought to that locker room was a winning mentality. When you play on a team with Aaron Rodgers, you win. And everybody learns that that's the expectation. And now you don't have that guy anymore. And that's fine for all the reasons we've discussed. But I think the one void that you want to ensure you fill as a head coach is the expectation in this locker room is that we win football games. And there are a lot of guys on this team who were not on the Aaron Rodgers team right? Who don't have that. And so you need to make sure that that carries over. Now, I think in all of the interviews that I've listened to from Jordan Love, I think he has that mentality. He knows that they're a good football team. And I think in the locker room, they believe that they're a good football team. We've heard it all off season, but it's very different to believe in yourself than to learn like mid season, how to win football games. And I, I think that they've shown that they can, right? Like they've come back from a 17 and 0 deficit already this season it's week 5 but consistently stacking wins is another thing you need to learn how to do and you said it this is it's this it's the broncos it's minnesota who is looking bad that's another division game like there are games that you can now stack success against and this is the start of that yeah on pack a day i talked about this a little bit with andrew and kyle and andrew had a really good point and he just kind of said through four games, the Packers right now are operating almost exactly how you'd expect them to. Like, they beat a bad football team in the Bears. Falcons game was fluky. They should have won. Saints game, probably should have lost, but they rallied, which was really impressive. Lions game, they were beat by a better team. So to be a two and two and be kind of like middle of the pack in points for, points against, third downs, like, this feels exactly where you would expect this young football team to be. But now is the time that you get to, you know, kick it up a notch against some teams and really see what you've got. Your offense is getting healthier. We already talked about it. Really good litmus test for your defense. Like this has to be it's it's prime time again. You know, Jordan Love gets a chance to go out there in the national spotlight and say, hey, Thursday wasn't what is our best showing, but we look really good under the lights in Vegas. Yep. Let me show you what who we really are. I. I love a kick. I love the idea of like kicking it up a notch because that's exactly what it feels like this team needs to do after that Lions game, right? It's like, whew, okay, we got our asses beat round one. Now we're in the ring again, round two, under the lights. We need a knockout. So I want your thoughts on this because, you know, dope sheet, things I love. This is just really fluky and weird, right? But the Packers, obviously, their first ever matchup against the Raiders was Super Bowl two. Packers won that Raiders go on a five game win streak in the regular season. They've only ever played eight times since then. The Packers have won all eight matchups. So they're on an eight game winning streak. And in each of their last eight wins, they've scored at least 28 points. And in their last five games, they've scored at least 30 points against the Raiders. So they're on an eight game win streak scoring 28 or more points in all of those games. Huh? 
kind of wild. A very fun fact. One of my favorite games, actually. I think it was just a noon, 1 p.m. Eastern time game. But it was 2019 season. And Aaron Rodgers had his first perfect passer rating game yep, yep. against the Raiders. That's one of my favorite games. I was in Italy with my sister, so it's like a very like vivid memory of us staying up late to watch it. But yeah, some good, you're right, some good Raiders memories. So do we think, your, is your question, do we think the Packers keep that streak alive? I say absolutely, and I think they put up more than 28 points. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to see a thir- uh, the first 30 burger. Oh, no, sorry. They, they beat the Bears 38 to 20. Yeah, I can see them. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be fun. No, uh, lower expectations. Um, so are we are we wrapping with our score predictions now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I picked the Packers to lose to the Lions. I picked it to be closer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 35-21 Packers. I'm going to say, I'm going to even throw out there that the last seven that the Raiders get is garbage time. Okay. I want plus two turnover differential for this team. All right. I'm going to say 31-14. And I'm going to say the defense has three turnovers and the Packers on offense don't turn the ball over once. Yeah. Yeah. I do I do see the Packers playing a clean game. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason not to. <laughs> like this no, is you just... have you have every reason. The literal only thing in this game is that you're away. Yeah. That's it. That's but the there are gonna I don't think there's gonna be home field advantage in Vegas. There are a ton of Packer fans I know currently on planes yeah. to Vegas. It's gonna be a really fun atmosphere. If you're going to the game, have a blast. Speaking Jealous. of, I really want to go to that stadium. <laughs> it looks like a spaceship. Um, okay, so we're both picking wins. We both agree that this is a perfect get-right game for this team going into the bye. We both can't wait to see Devante v. Jair. Yeah, Carlson oh. brothers on special teams. Yeah, the Carlson brothers. We didn't even men- mention that. Yeah, very he had a exciting. very – Anders had a very fun quote about this game about how they're very competitive with one another and they might get into a fight. They're both just... literally 100% on the season so far. So, which is like genetics or something, but both wow. of them look really good, which is really fun. The Carlson bowl. I mean, Daniel's an all pro. I didn't realize that he actually had earned an all pro nod. So good for Daniel. He's got some catching up to do. <laughs> Remember when the okay. Vikings had Daniel on their roster and then they let him go. And now he's an all pro kicker for the, the Raiders. So Vikings. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? I think we covered it. I um, I'm very much looking forward to this game. I, I just want this team to go out and show who they are, right? Like what are you made of and how do you bounce back? Yeah. And we, I mean, I hate to say that we talked about it against the lions because we did, you know, we talk about sometimes like if you can't get up for games like this, like it's, it was Thursday night division rival prime time. You were also on a short week and you were really banged up. Mm-hmm. That should put a worse taste in your mouth that you lost that game. So if if this game starts flat, that's what I'm that's what I don't want to see. I just want to see them come out. Like you said, the defense needs to have their hair on fire. The offense needs to string some drives together. 
I want to see it look easy, I think. Yes. Yep. Easier. Yeah. At least easier. Easier. Please. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for our week five preview Packers against the Raiders in Las Vegas. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PWSS podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you don't already, that's also packs what she said. You'll get access to all the episodes probably like a day early before they drop on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And are, and if you are listening to the audio version, please make sure to download the show because that really helps us out as well. But Thank you, of course, as always, for listening to the show. And go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.